0: This show was created for you, the broken Catholic who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my featured guest is Matt Maddox. And Matt has a really simple uh, bio here. So I'm just going to read it right off his IG, off his Instagram. He says, Hey, I am Matt Maddox, and I'm the founder of the Jesus Mission. I'm a proud dad of Caleb Maddox and the fatherless. That's all you need to le- all you need to know. Let's go. <laughs> so, uh Matt welcome to broken catholic number one podcast on itunes for protestants and catholics take a minute share uh, just a little bit about you filling some of those gaps in that intro okay who's the man like you just offline you were like dude i've been uh, you know i'm a pastor my son's a pastor's kid etc so fill in some of the gaps without telling us the story we'll get into the story in a second
1: sure, absolutely first of all joseph thanks for having me on i love what you're doing and i want to say hello to all the listeners out there That are taking your time to listen to this Uh, we're excited about providing value and encouragement to you so yeah dude i've been in the ministry, since I was 16 I grew up Catholic. Uh, My uncle was a Catholic priest for 54 years strong uh, Catholic background uh, got into a pentecostal church when I was 16 and from there just just a very radical ministry of, you know, serving the poor, helping fatherless kids, widows, and really being about the mission of Jesus, man. So I'm excited about this today. And, uh, you know, that's what I say about my bio. I'm like, yeah, that's really all you need to know. I'm the dad of Caleb Maddox. Look him up, you know? Look <laughs> the, him you, up. you know him by their fruits. And then, uh, you know, yeah, I'm on a mission to help heal fatherless kids. And of course, I'm an author of 12 books. I've written some books, writing a new book right now, actually, and about my ministry and, you know, because I've had quite the experiences out there and I want people to know my full story. So I'm excited today, man.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So I reached out to you on Instagram, Untraditional Approach. You replied, I said, dude, I like what you're up to, but listen, your son He's out there, man. He's an influencer online. We just met him in person right there. He popped in on the screen. Cool kid, right? Good fruit from a good tree. But I want to know the tree. Um, And that's why I reached out to you. and, And I said, dude, like, I see the fruit in your son and what he's doing in the world and what God has him doing. Um. Well, where did he come from? He came from you. So let's talk, man. Let's talk from one father to another. This was my actual message. I resonate with your page from one father to another. Well done with your son. Not for the money skills uh, that you've planted in him, but for the faith you've planted in him. And that's why I wanted you on the show. So that's what I'd like to talk with you about. I am a new dad myself. Yeah, um, yeah thanks man. So I got a baby girl named Laura. She is one and a half years old now. Her name means the Lord is my light, Alora. Ah. And uh, I, we have our second baby due in two weeks. Um, so go God, right? And uh, I wanna learn some father, dad skills and hacks from you. Um, because, listen, I got a dream for my kids. I want to see my daughter or my son out impacting lives and being a servant of Jesus to the least of them. I want to see them feeding the homeless, serving the poor. And you have a son who's out doing that, yet he is a millionaire. Yes. Uh, he's age, I think, 19, 20, somewhere in there, right? And old. Say again
1: 19 and it goes by fast, brother. All
0: right. So 19 years old, right? And he's got all the temptation the world has to offer and he's making right choices. So we're going to get into that for all the parents listening. How do you raise a child that makes all the right choices and godly decisions? That doesn't mean he doesn't make mistakes, but makes all those godly decisions and serves others rather than falling to all the snares of the enemy out in the world. Like many of our kids do. Okay. So Matt, that's, that's that's
1: probably what I'm most proud of is his character. You know, Caleb Maddox uh, to me, he's, he's a gift to America. He's a gift to the world. And um, I, as a dad, I could not be more proud of just who he is, his attitude, his humility, his character, his heart, yeah, he's he made one point six million dollars in the last ninety days. Uh, he makes money so easy. Uh, he's been with every celebrity you could imagine. Uh, movie offers, you know, TV deals. Uh, turned down one hundred and eighty-six speaking requests, twenty-five thousand dollars speaking fee. Uh, he's had viral videos with forty-four million views. Amazon just bought his books. Uh, you know he was he's author of 14 books now 19 years old and i've never seen anybody handle fame success and power like he does he's 10 minutes from the number one party college in america arizona state uh 19 years old he could be out uh, he doesn't go to parties uh he's not out you know having uh chasing girls uh still a virgin at age age 19 he doesn't like me to broadcast that you know dude you
0: just went live to the world with that man that's hardcore
1: i'm proud of the fact that you know here he is at age 19 he could i mean the amount of beautiful ladies that throw themselves at him and he's just very disciplined very focused got the biggest heart you'd ever see uh he, he doesn't pass by a veteran we were in new york city Every time you've seen a police officer, how you doing, sir? God bless you, thank you for all you do. You know, veterans, he's a gentleman, you know, he's the perfect gentleman, what I say. If he wanted to, he could be the President of the United States, probably will be one day, because we need leaders. But, uh, you know, he's a gift, he is a true gift, he's, a, he's an inspiration to me, um, my best friend. You know, I can't say I could talk for the next three hours about Caleb Maddox and not even need a break. And so just, yeah, just to watch the journey, though, because he used to be so shy, so insecure and to see the development, to see how he's you know, grown and just his business mind. And yeah, you're right. He, he cares about the poor. He goes out and feeds the homeless. He helps fatherless kids. He gives, 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 gives. He just gives just took me on a two week dream vacation in New York City, all expense paid. And, uh, you know, that's like, wow, you know what I'm saying? And just has the best heart, the kindest soul. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful. You know, I feel like the luckiest man alive. That's why I tell people, I'm like, you know, what is success? You know, is it to be the next Tony Robbins? Is it to be, you know, to go in space, you know, to, to, to own Amazon? I'm like, what is all that? I'm the dad of Caleb Maddox. Like, anything else would be a step down for me so i I put my heart and soul into it i came off the road as a very successful evangelist and i was making amazing money impacting you know preaching to crowds of thousands and um you know walked away from it so i could be a full-time dad moved into a sunday school room started my own business because you know time is something you'll never get back and that's something I'll never forget. When he was just a little boy, eight years old, I was getting ready to jump on a plane. He uh, started to cry, grab my leg, Daddy, please don't go. You know, I was flying out every week, you know? And uh, even though I was present, even though I was there when I was there, you know, his mom and I divorced when he was four years old. So that wasn't easy for him, you know? And then, you know, just, he gave me a note before I was leaving that day And it had a picture of an airplane and a stick figure, a big stick figure towards the airplane and a little stick figure way over here by himself with like teardrops. Dude, it shook me. I canceled every engagement I had, um, came off the road, like I said, and I didn't know what to do. You know, all I had known was, you know, ministry and preaching and that was my livelihood. And so I started over. You know, my truck was repossessed. Uh, you know, like I said, moved into a Sunday school room, but I wouldn't trade it for the world because I was able to homeschool him. Uh, we were able to do business together. I was able to prepare him for life. So now think about it the whole world is stressed out right now. He's not stressed out because he has the skill set, he has the right mindset and the right skill set. When you have the right mindset and the right skill set, You can do anything. And so, like, that gives me the greatest peace as a dad. He knows how to make money. You know, he's independent, he's a true American, you know. So, I could go on and on. I know you have questions.
0: (laughs) All right. All right. So, BC Nation, as you're listening right now to this father, very proud dad, speak about his son, isn't this what you want? Like you want to see your legacy alive and well and doing well in the world. Your children, whether it's your daughter or your son. And here's Matt just bragging and gushing with compliments for his son with a very authentic heart. But Matt, I want to give you a little credit here, right? And we're going to point to God, because God is the reason we do any good decisions in our life.
1: I believe that.
0: But listen, you had a choice when your little boy handed you that hand drawing, stick figure drawing, with tears in his eyes, and you getting on a plane. And you had a decision to make right there. And it was a big decision. Also a very scary decision. And it's not a decision many men make well. Many men choose the success, the fame, the money, and then justify it with their family. Well, I'm doing it for them. I'm doing it for you, son. I'll see you in a week. And they get on that plane. And you made a decision to give up all of that. And I would venture to say what Jesus said. There is no greater love than to lay down your life. Right? Lay down your fortune. Lay down your egoic self. Everything you built, this life, this worldly success, to lay it down for the one you love. There's no greater love than that. That's what love looks like. You did that for your boy, bro. I just want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you. That, that is real.
1: It is real because I'm still a man. You know, I was flying high. I was making good money, easy money. And when you're like, you know, I was basically, I hate to use this word and when you're talking about ministry, but I was a celebrity myself. Um and i was sought after i was in demand and uh you know it's it's a thrill when you're as a man that significance and then you're like yeah so it wasn't easy to the ego but dude i wouldn't trade it for the world and i'd do it all over again i would literally do it all over again for the memories we had for the for just who he is now had I not done that and that's why I'm so passionate about helping fatherless kids because I know the direct impact of a present father Mm -hmm. and the the average kid only spends 14 minutes a day with their dad so we have a major crisis not only do we have 18 million fatherless kids in the world but we have children that have dads that 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 are basically fatherless because their dads aren't present there's a lot of pressure on men out there Mm -hmm. a lot of men you know and I, I hurt for a lot of dads out there because there is a lot of pressure uh, in this world. But I would tell you that whatever sacrifice you have to make to spend time, what do they say? Rich people have money, wealthy people have time. And I would tell you, you know, when my son was in school, before I started homeschooling, I would even put my phone on airplane mode when he got out of school. I would show him like nobody can get a hold of your dad until you're in bed. And so from the time he got out of school until he went to bed, he had my undivided attention, which meant positive energy. It meant a lot of play. It meant a lot of just, you know, developing habits and goals and conversations and walks. And we were always, you know, Caleb Maddox himself um, bought hundreds of bikes and shoes for fatherless kids. If we met a kid that didn't have shoes, Caleb would take his own book money and go buy him brand new Air Jordans or LeBron James shoes or whatever. So just like I said, man, the memories of that were worth whatever death to my ego as a man, you know, because we always think like, you know, I look at some men that are successful and I'm like, I look at their kids and I'm like, yeah, yeah but, but, but you're not successful. <laughs> like you may be successful in the eyes of a lot of people, but to me, the ultimate failures, you know, to succeed in life but to fail as a dad as you
0: said earlier in the show jesus says you will know them by their fruit right (sighs) so success is your children the measure of success in a man in a father is his children absolutely like that's a powerful statement it's not the money in your bank account
1: right or how many followers you have on social media or what your name is or like you know That's the thing I tried to protect my son from was the illusion of success because, look, he's been he's seen it all. We've been at the top in religion and in the world, you know, so I've got to see two levels of success. And I kept showing him. No, you know, that's why every Friday morning I took him under the bridge every Friday of his life. Caleb Maddox, 5 a.m., We were under the bridge giving Starbucks coffee to the homeless, you know, because I wanted them to see it's all about serving. If you want success, you serve. Jesus said that he that is greatest is your servant, not your celebrity, not your preacher, not your not your social media influencer. Like all that stuff is good. And a lot of times people get that because they do serve, you know.
0: Powerful. All right. So, listen, you're out there. Shutting your phone off after your son gets home, putting it in airplane mode for the rest of the day. When did you
1: actually have time to work and pay the bills, bro? Yeah, that's what a lot of people ask. You know, there's this thing called minimalism. And uh, I lived minimalism basically from the time he was 8 to 18 uh, so that I could take him on more trips, so that I could have more time um so there comes a point where like yeah and we're we're big believers in making money we're big believers in wealth and finance you know biblical wealth and biblical principles of money but at the same time I had to master 5 a.m I had to master time management I had to you know Warren Buffett said the key to success is say no say no to 99 out of 100 things so to me it's all about priorities dad first Uh, I, I literally used to say, um, you know, that, you know, the way that I, the way that I chase success is the way that I chase success as a dad. I didn't want to be known as the greatest, whatever. The only thing I wanted to be known as, is the greatest dad in the world to Caleb. And so like, dude, I just literally prioritized. I said no to a lot of things. I lived a, a very focused life and I realized I got more done. And, uh, you know, I ended up having success myself in, in my own businesses, uh, as a result of sales, selling high ticket, I went high ticket. One of the things that I did was I said, okay, you know, at that time, before I started homeschooling him, uh, his school I had to have him school by eight o'clock. So I would immediately go straight home, get in the office and start making sales calls. Every yes was a thousand dollars so i created a church growth package that was worth a thousand dollars it was my best church growth training it was 14 videos i believed any church could watch this and grow without having me there live in person so i would call pastors and say hey man listen you know and i had this whole uh pitch and it was like i I got to where i was making you know twenty thousand a month just selling those church growth packages and and so i was able to thank god i went high ticket i would tell anybody out there like go into sales go into high ticket sales i got some young men right here next to me uh real quick come here no this is my nephew uh he was an electrician i'm gonna tell him real quick i mean yeah yeah uh well I, i about eight and a half years did electrical work commercially and industrially and then um just started doing sales part-time and of course trained by the master here which happens to be my uncle too which is a bonus so um yeah absolutely and now yeah. he's got total financial freedom and time freedom because he's learned the power of high ticket sales oh yeah so he's here every morning he was here at seven forty-five. him and pierce you know some men around here they're they're on calls every yes it's gonna he just he just made a sale just now didn't Uh just made a thousand dollar sales so like that's life changing when you learn that that's what i taught caleb that's why i homeschooled him i taught caleb i was like i'm gonna teach you sales and marketing that's all you're gonna study you're gonna master it you're gonna master sales like bruce lee mastered martial arts and that's how he made his money you know caleb maddox at the age of, you know. 12 years old wrote his first book he made his first hundred thousand by age 14 he made a million by 16 one reason because I taught him high ticket sales. And so that that was how I was able to make it was because I lived conservative, I was very conservative with my time I was very strict you can ask anybody that worked with me, even even when I did fly out somewhere um i would fly in and fly right back out and then i got to a point where i tell people if you want me to come you got to buy two tickets because my son's coming with me i don't travel away from my son so like being being extreme about your boundaries and your values will really help you you know we have more time than we realize god look god does everything perfect if we needed more than 24 hours a day he would have given it to us so like you know, like I said last night on my Instagram, it's Sunday. We have 168 hours till next Sunday. That's a lot of time. The problem with a lot of people is, is they're just stuck in their head and nobody's helped pull them out to show them how to really live a disciplined life centered around habits. And that was one of the number one things I wanted to pass on to Caleb was the right habits because I knew that if he developed the right habits, like his lifestyle's not changed at all. How, is he, how he's living right now is how he was living at 12 meditation, prayer, exercise, eating healthy. I walked in this morning, he's drinking a green juice. You know what I mean? So like, it's because of those habits. And so I developed good habits. I had to, I was a single dad. And then, you know, also, um, I shared time with his mother as well. So I was able to, to utilize that time. If he went to his mom's, I would utilize that time rather than goofing off to work harder, to get more done. So it's all it literally. It literally. There's an old saying: people do what they want to do. If you want to be a great dad, you'll make it happen. You know, if you want to have success, you'll make it happen. It's just you know, you can't be a complainer, you can't be a thumbsucker, you can't be an excuse maker, and you can't be lazy. You know, you got to be all in as a dad if you really want to break through to this level. So that's my that's my thoughts, my friend. <laughs>
0: All right, BC Nation.
1: So good name, by the way.
0: Joseph, yeah. BC Nation, we are speaking with Matt Maddox, and he is teaching us how to become the greatest single dad in the world. Is that what you want? Are you a single dad right now, but you're seeing it as a crutch, right, rather than a weapon?
1: Yeah. Dude, there's so many single parents out there. I think the majority of parents are now single parents because of how our society is, and so...
0: Um, so Matt, speak to that for a second. Speak to all the single parents, moms and dads out there, uh, that feel that because they don't have the other parent in the home, they're all alone in the parenting. They're not enough. And therefore they're just like hoping their kid turns out. Okay. Not great. Just okay. Is all they see as possible for them. Speak to them about that. Speak to them about some of the struggles you went through maybe with loneliness and where God came in and helped you. What do you got?
1: Dude, I'll tell you the truth, man. I am not a perfect dad. I'm literally so far from it. Uh, there's times like, um, I get haunted with parent guilt. I told Caleb this the other day. I was like, you don't know how haunted I, cause my standard is so high and my love for him is so deep, but I'm still a human. And there is a dark, the, the the dark forces, satanic forces are targeted against dads. Mm-hmm. It's biblical. Jesus said, you want to bring down the house, you bring down the strong man. And dads are under attack. Single dads, my heart goes out to them because the society, unfortunately, the, the feminist uh, movement and the, the hatred that... It's, it's just, it, it, you can see the evil right right in front of us. So I will vulnerably tell you that, look, uh, when I went through a divorce, I had a nervous breakdown. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, I, um, I turned to uh, drinking, you know, because I, I was just, I was lonely. I, I, I couldn't find peace in the church. I couldn't find even healing in the church during that time. And so I would, you know, I fell under the illusion and the spell of thinking that if, you know, if you go to the bar, you'll, you'll find peace or whatever. And that's an illusion as well. So the thing I would tell every single dad is fight like hell. That's what I did. I fought like hell to be present, you know, you can ask his mother to this day, how many times I begged, Hey, can I just come by even on her days with him? Can I just come by and give him a hug? Can I just, can we play 15 minutes of baseball? And it was like nonstop persuading, and you know, it wasn't easy co-parenting for 14 years. We had a couple of custody battles and, you know, and I'd never would ever, uh, and I would tell every single dad out there that no matter what, how bad your ex frustrates you, don't speak against her to your children, Um, you know. Don't, don't allow your kids to see your, your anger. You've got to maintain control. So I tried to stay positive even when I was hurting and, you know, it just wasn't easy, Joseph. It was not easy. It was, in fact, if I had time, I'd really like to even go deeper into like, there was a lot of struggles to get to this level of greatness and bond. And I had to fight like hell for it. You know, I had to, to, to be present. You know, it meant just being a fanatic. It meant, you know, Pushing through the emotions. Yes, I got lonely. Sexual temptation, you know. Uh, do I get married again? You know, and then it's like, here I am a preacher. And, you know, I've got sexual desires, you know. But, yeah, I don't want to just marry anybody because, you know, I don't I don't want to bring a lady into my. So I chose to stay single through my son. I dated, but I chose to say, stay single for his sake. And that was not easy, my friend.
0: All right, so let's speak to us about what you did with all that struggle, what you did with all that loneliness, um, the confusion, the the hurt, the anger at times. Uh, many times, it's very common as men, especially the men I get to work with, uh, they take it out on the people they love most um, They because they have no other outlet for it, uh, when in fact, what they could do and should do is dump their burdens on God right? As he says, bring your burdens to me, right? And I will give you rest. So like, how did God play into this time, those 12 years of co-parenting, being a single uh, father, um, and just dealing with all those struggles? What was like your faith like in those times? Were you close to the Lord, far away? Where were you?
1: Thankfully, I was close to God. That's the one thing I can say through the entire journey is... I, I clung to my faith and, and my my principles that I believe in prayer, you know, uh, meditation, exercise, spending time with friends, you know, I didn't allow myself to be lonely. I didn't allow myself to just sit and feel sorry for myself. So I stayed active. That's important. Uh, you know, don't allow yourself to become isolated. No man is an island to himself. So having an accountability structure, having a good inner circle of loving, encouraging friends. I was blessed. I have the best friends in the world, the best family in the world, you know, so that helped me through. And I I lived in St. Pete, Florida, as you know, so it's kind of hard to be depressed when I was at the beach every day, you know, so the beach helped me, um, things like that, just love for life, you know, choosing to be positive rather than negative, choosing to be grateful rather than You know it doesn't minimize the pain you know i went to therapy that's good and that's healthy to go to therapy um and so little remember little things the bible says the little foxes spoil the vine so you know it was it was a small little leak that that brought down the titanic so you just got to be careful bitterness you know becoming bitter becoming bitterness is the temptation that we will all face in this lifetime and it it brung me down a few times on the journey where bitterness literally won. And I had to fight through bitterness. I had to fight through um, a lot of being misunderstood or whatever. And so I just think what helped me get through all that was Caleb needed to see. I tell everybody, look, be the most positive, loving human your kids ever meet. When, when someone asks your children, hey, who's the most positive person you've ever met? They should immediately say, my dad, my mom, like, you know. Don't let it be said that, you know, like our kids are sponges. They they take our energy. So I realized, like, I made sure that my home was always clean and smelling good when Caleb came there. It, the moment I saw him pick him up from school was a smile. Hey, bud, you know, enthusiasm is powerful, you know, like that stuff impacts our children. So it's you don't feel your way into action. You act your way into feeling. There's a lot of times I didn't feel it. I just had to act it. I had to just suck it up. I had to man up. I had to say, look, I'm a dad, you know, this is is what's going on in my life, you know? And so like, yeah, prayer, without God, I wouldn't have made it even to this day. You know, we just got back from a trip. I got in the office this morning and I said, okay, I'll be back. And I immediately went out and started taking care of our homeless where we live because it's been a lifestyle. So that's helped me not to feel sorry for myself because I was around so much brokenness in my mission. I've seen so much poverty. I've been, like I said, I've been on myself. I've led over 112 missions trips in America. I've been in hundreds of homeless teen shelters. I've seen real brokenness. I've seen poverty. When I was a pastor, we bust in kids from the inner city, you know, kids whose lights were off, who were molested by their uncles, you know. So it helped me realize, you know, we don't, you know. We don't have it as good as some and we don't have it as bad as some. And it's just literally getting to that place where you break through in gratitude for life. And, and, and when you're out there serving others, that's the fastest way to heal is by healing, heal others and help others. And that kept me sane. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Have. I'm telling you right now, the type of dark and I don't want you know, to, you know, satanic attack, if you would, that's been on my life and my journey has been fierce it's been brutal it has not been easy to this day but these little things are what's carried me through awesome thank you for that what is your uh
0: morning look like like just walk us through it what does it look like
1: you know i listen to people always talk about their morning routines and i'm an early riser Mm -hmm. i love being up by 5 a.m because to me the mornings are just like it's a new day it's like i feel like a dolphin if you I, the analogy I always give is like watch a dolphin swim and that's me in the mornings. I'm just playful. I'm a, I'm literally one of those people that's annoying because I am, I wake up fired up. I really do. I wake yeah. up excited. I wake up, you know, and so my mornings are very simple, you know, in that, uh, consist of like, I, I believe I'm a big believer in earthing. going out in the grass and your bare feet is very powerful for so many reasons. It reduces inflammation. It recharges our bodies, it brings us home you know that's where we come from the dust of the earth and so like i spend time in the morning doing my prayer i i go through the lord's prayer but i don't quote it i pray through it i pray through the lord's prayer and then incorporate the prayer of jabez and then you know we're always in the office early and i'll go into the office we do our team tag in And then as soon as that's done, I every morning go take breakfast to this homeless lady. She's 76 years old where she lives. Her name's Sarah. Like this morning, I took her bird seed, uh, her favorite iced mocha breakfast sandwich. And she loves Dr. Pepper. So I brought her a two liter of Dr. Pepper. And just always, I told her, make a list of everything you need from the store. So like every morning, I start my day serving the homeless, literally. I'm not saying that to brag. It's just a lifestyle. Yes, my routine. And then... I'm immediately into sales calls because it's all about momentum way too many entrepreneurs out there getting their heads in the mornings. No mornings meant to be about speed mornings meant to be about momentum. Like, you know, you know, it's, it's the first day of the rest of your life. So, you know, my mornings are like, let's go, let's roll, let's get going. And then that carries your energy throughout the day.
0: That's such a powerful uh, approach to it, right? So I run another top 100 podcast, uh, your first 100k, uh, which is how to make your first six figures, right? And so many people, like you said, and I've been guilty of it many times, is we start our morning thinking, planning mm-hmm. in our head, self-doubting, getting strategic, uh, and it's just it it sucks our energy that we woke up with right and i'm like you i'm the uh, that annoying morning guy uh uh, at least at least Yeah, at least in my 20s and 30s. And once I entered my 40s, I felt my physical body like wanting to wake up groggy and just sleepy and oh, where's the coffee? And how do you push past that? Like just the uh, the aging process itself. I'm still fit, look good, but I'm constantly plagued with that just physical fatigue in the morning now that I never had in my 20s and 30s. Just curious.
1: I relate to that. I'm 45. So, you know, yeah, same. I am telling Caleb, you know, I'm not as good as, you know, as I was, but anyways, I'm
0: um, as good as it gets, baby.
1: Exactly. No, but, um, uh, I relate with what you're saying. You know, fatigue is real. I just went through dark night of the soul two years ago, uh, where I lost everything, you know, including my mind, you know, and, uh, love to tell that story one day, but, um, Joseph, you know, what helps me get through that is, Uh, I'm big into numbers and I'm really big into like not allowing yourself. So what I, I have a philosophy. I'm up at 444. I stop at 444. And so my nights are reserved for thinking for deep spiritual work for evaluating journaling. But in the mornings, it's about momentum. And once you decide that, once you decide, okay, no journaling in the morning, you know, no conversations about the past in the morning, zero. no conversations about anything negative. It's like morning is meant to be about momentum And make that decision. And so the fatigue is normal though, you know, and it's something that I've dealt with and and there's really no way around fatigue other than just, you know doing when you don't feel like it you know and allowing yourself a lot of times fatigue a lot of times tiredness is a spiritual issue
0: mm-hmm. not even
1: something physical or a know, lack of direction right a lack yeah, of purpose lack or meaning a lack of you know sometimes you know for me my fatigue was brought in by like i how did this happen you know um you know I know better whatever it might be whatever it could be like i'm a deep person you know i have a very deep soul and of course i carry a lot of you know with my mission you know it's hard for the fatigue sometimes comes from the overwhelming feeling of how do we leave so much brokenness in our world with so many resources you know and that can be overwhelming for my mind sometimes but dude i mean the only other thing i can tell you is like juicing eating eating clean uh great great sleep i'm a big believer in sleep i didn't i used to neglect my sleep but dude i'm a fanatic about good sleep now and that's helped me push through the fatigue man if you would i get that but i am 45 so i don't know 45. if I, like I did when i was 20 but i i still feel like i'm 20 you know yeah the brain <laughs> is tricky like that <laughs>
0: All right, Matt, uh, what is the one thing we've, we haven't discussed yet for all those dads out there uh, to raise good children, godly children, and to leave their legacy not in the things that they got, collected, acquired, but to leave their legacy in their children? What's the one thing we haven't discussed yet that you really want to drive home to my listener?
1: I think, I think it's basically deciding deciding what kind of values and habits that you want your kids to have for the rest of your life and then live them you know model the behavior that you want for your kids and i would tell every dad out there is the number one priority is attitude is everything it's all about attitude and i would just encourage dads out there listening to keep a positive attitude keep a grateful attitude and, you know, be, like I said, little things like being patriotic, you know, loving America, having, you saying the pledge of allegiance with your children in the mornings, uh, reading the 10 commandments, having family time, you know, traditions are huge. Caleb and I would go to cracker, we'd feed the homeless. And every Friday morning we'd go to Cracker Barrel traditions, you know, um, more, more memories than things, you know, and like Caleb, I don't think I ever bought him a birthday gift or a Christmas gift. As bad as that may seem, it was trips over gifts. It was memories. It was experiences. And I would tell every dad, if you have the ability to homeschool your kids, do it. If you have the ability, I would, te- I would tell dads to make it your extreme priority to teach your kids um, entrepreneurship, especially now more than ever before. Uh, It needs to you cannot leave your children into the hands of the school system uh, and just think, okay, no, this is the most this is the most dangerous thing we can do as fathers is just be aloof about our kids future. You have to be intentional. You have to be fanatical. You have to be you have to say, you know, hell no uh, on a lot of things. You know, and say that's just, you know, and, and, and I would say be a dad that's disciplinarian, but affectionate, but, you know, not afraid to show emotion, not afraid to express emotion and listen to your kids. You know, I used to I was telling Russell Brunson a while back because he asked me, hey, what's your best advice, you know, and I said, well, the thing that changed my parenting forever was Caleb taught me how to be a great dad problem with a lot of men is ego gets in the way pride gets in the way stubbornness stubbornness is horrible uh and so like i would ask these three questions and the the way you ask it is very important and i read a book one time called keys to your child's heart and too many times children they want to express things to us as parents but they don't feel safe because we're so used to correcting them I said, catch your kids doing right, you know, and affirm, brag on them, you know, kids, kids need to hear positive words for every criticism. There should be 20 positive, you know, for every time you correct them, you should be bragging on them. Hey, I noticed the other day you held the door open. You were the last one off the elevator. I love that. Even now, when I see Caleb doing something right, I'll verbally say Caleb, but the other day when you did this, I want to tell you, that made me so proud of you, like, But I would ask three questions. Hey, you know, under no condition, under no circumstances, will I get upset? Will I uh, get defensive? Will I justify? I'm not going to say nothing. I'm going to take notes. Tell me what do I need to keep doing. Tell me the things that I do that make you feel loved, that make you feel safe. Tell me what I need to stop doing. Tell me the things I do that hurt you, that disappoint you that, that might, that I wouldn't even know. And, and the rule was you have to at least say one, you can say as many as you want It won't hurt dad's feelings. Okay. I'm not gonna, you know, and this is huge. This could literally change us in business as parents. And we should ask this to our team. You know, I read a book one time called death by feedback. You know, most people don't take feedback well. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you're willing to take feedback from your kids, because we think that we're supposed to always be telling our kids what to do, telling our kids how to live. Well, a lot of times our kids can tell us how to live. You know, what do I need to stop doing and what do I need to start doing? What can dad do that makes you feel better, that makes you feel you know, more encouraged? And he would share with me and it would help me. And the key is to like do it and thank them, hug them. Hey, thank you for sharing that. You don't know how much it means to me. And I want you to know something 24, seven, anytime you need to talk to dad about something. So like communication, so many times we get in a rut as families, you know, we go through life dinners, everything's so fast. People are on their phones. You know, families shouldn't be on their phones during the dinner. There's no child that should touch a phone during dinner time or dad. I, you know, Little things like that, man. I would tell dads out there, it's like, look, man. Caleb, what would you say real quick? Give him one minute of, of like, oh, what? he's asking. Just pop in here and give him one minute on the, how, what do you need to keep doing, start doing, and stop doing? Or what would be your best advice to every dad out there? Give him one minute, your best advice.
2: Uh, buy my dad's a book. Find it on Amazon. <laughs> that would be my best piece of advice. And it sounds like whatever you're ranting, I agree with that. You just ask me that every single day. But did it help keep doing- it
1: helped for me to
2: be able to, like, you know, hundred percent. One of the things I saw me somebody said, Caleb, there's no one better teach me about parenting than you. And that always like stuck out to me. Cause it was like, it meant my dad wanted to understand the way that my brain worked. He wanted to understand how he could be a better dad, where he could improve. And it, it, it was more authentic whenever he would tell me how I can improve because he was constantly asking me like, Hey, like, what can I keep doing? What can I start doing? What can I stop doing? And we had just a household of constant communication, always talking mm-hmm. about how we can improve, always talking about how we can do better. And that's not why I said, like, as a family, there's no better bonding experience than personal growth or right? what we call family growth, like the, the family learning together, growing together. That was the greatest gift ever, my dad ever gave me was just an environment of constantly growing. But now, I'll, Matt. Now, well,
0: Caleb, you, Caleb, before you uh, run off there, buddy, uh, yeah. I just want to ask you, what is one thing your dad taught you? The highest thing, the main thing that you are so intentional about passing on to your children?
2: Well, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Uh, I mean, there's obviously a lot of things. Cause it's like the entire bedrock of the way I think was from my dad. So I want to pass like every, every belief I have, everything, every piece of information I have that I'm going to pass on to my kids in some way, shape or form stems from my dad. So there's a lot that goes into that. I would say one of the number one things is just curiosity, right? My dad constantly had me learning. And, you know, someone asked me on a podcast a while back, they're like, if you could – write on a piece of paper, one thing and give that to your kids. It was the last thing they would ever see from you. And the only thing I'd ever see, you know, to set them up for life, what would it be? And I just wrote on a piece of paper, curiosity, because I'm like, you know, there's only so much I could say on a piece of paper, but if they genuinely have curiosity, they'll find all the answers that I could give them. Right. Cause if they're constantly asking questions and constantly curious and constantly wanting to learn more, uh, they'll end up figuring out everything that I've learned on my journey. Cause that's been what's key. So I was one of my things, my dad just constantly had me reading constantly had me growing and that is why I think the way I think. So that probably be the biggest thing. And then also just the way that my dad cares about people, the way that he gives back, uh, that to me is like my ultimate driver and it's why I do what I do. And that motivation was the greatest thing my dad could ever give me. So that'll be some of my kids just genuinely caring about people. That's I'm it. blessed.
1: See why I'm so blessed. Yeah, I'm the- Thanks Caleb. And alive, man. I feel like, hey, real quick, I will say this. Um, it's a principle. Parents be tough as hell And loving is heaven. There's no other, there's no middle ground. Say that again. Tough as hell, loving is heaven. That was the world he lived in. Very disciplined, very strict about his habits, his goals, um, you know, things like that, his attitude, but also a lot of rewards. The consequences need to hurt and the rewards need to feel amazing. We're just too average on both of those with our kids. For example to this day if caleb was on his literally right now if he was on the phone with his mother and he hung up and didn't say yes ma'am to her if she asked him a question and he said yeah did i what is this yeah yeah what's going on here like you didn't just say yes ma'am to your mother you know like i'm really big into like um our, you know our, our we let too much slide you know you you didn't you're sitting while, el- while elderly people are standing little things like you've got to be strict you got, we got to run homes that are strict but also fun you know i say you know kids need to feel like home is is better than disney world you know it, there's got to be a mixture of like extreme discipline extreme fun and when you do that to me you create very healthy kids that that understand what life's really about
0: Powerful, Matt. So we're speaking with Matt Maddox, and he's the extreme fatherhood guy. That's that's the title I just gave you. You're welcome, uh, Matt. I could keep talking with you, bro, on this. Uh, we we are running out of time, though. Um, so let's move into my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. I'm sure you like that, being a, a you were a Catholic raised. Uh, what is your? F- uh, I'm going to ask you ten quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't okay. overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? right. What's your favorite thing about God?
1: That you can be real with him.
0: Yeah. What's your least favorite thing about God?
1: That, um, <laughs> my least favorite thing about God is that I, dang, I don't even think I have one, but if I had one, it would be that, that good people die.
0: Yeah. I hear you. What are you most afraid of?
1: Mm, something bad happening to my son.
0: I see that. You got all your love poured into him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently struggling with right now, either professionally
1: or personally? To be real with you, God's called me back to the ministry and uh, I didn't want to do it. I, I didn't want to do it. and To this day, I struggle with it because it's, it's the, the most rewarding thing, but also can be the most frustrating thing. Uh, if you would so and, and I had other plans you know yeah. I could do anything I want now so I'm like why I did so much I should be able to retire you know <laughs> but uh, so that's it
0: so yeah. Matt just because you did it the way you did it previously doesn't mean you have to do it the same this time do it differently
1: that's dude. thank you for saying that because I received that and that's that's my plan thank you
0: yeah It's the same mission field, but show up with different seeds. Ooh, that's good. That makes sense.
1: That's good. I need to have you on my podcast, man. (laughs) Yes, you
0: do, Matt. Yes, you do. I
1: guarantee you got things to share.
0: I have one or two. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year?
1: (sighs) Way too much time (laughs) in the rabbit hole of what's really taking place in our world right now.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I got it. Way too much time. Way too much. What secret fear do you have about people?
1: Is that um, it doesn't take me this many fingers who I trust, and so I'm like, who is this person around my son? You know, you can ask. I'm a freak about my son's inner circle. Makes sense. I'm a I'm a, I'm a maniac about it, and so like it, it worries me when I see people. You know. It's just I'm like, you know, like the other day we were at a Yankees game and Caleb wasn't right behind us as we were exiting and I ran after him. And one of his friends was like, dude, he's 19. I was like, no, no, you don't understand. We're probably being followed everywhere we go. I'm like, so anyways, I'm like, so it's like kind of like my secret fear is like, you know, who are these people? <laughs> what are your
0: intentions what are your motives what do you wish you had learned sooner about god
1: oh man i wish i would have learned sooner that he's not playing around when it comes to biblical principles that's yeah. what i wish i would have taken a little more serious
0: what's a new habit you want to create brother
1: uh new habit i want to create is is um Saving money because I'm such a giver that I could make a million and give a million and a half. You know what I mean? So I think this time around, I want to keep a little for myself.
0: <laughs> got it. What's a bad habit you want to break? I get your discipline, but there's got to be something.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm disciplined, but a bad habit I want to break is like, uh, sometimes I can overpromise. And because of my heart, and passion, and that is the number one habit I want to break is to never over promise or break a commitment. Yeah.
0: This is a big one for men is staying in integrity in their word.
1: Yeah, that is my number one focus yep. in my life is mastering that.
0: Bro, I can help you with that. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. Iron sharpens iron. Yes, it does. Pick three words to describe who you are now.
1: Uh, three words. Caleb Maddox's dad. (laughs) Of course, those are your
0: three. Why did I even ask? Pick three words to describe who you were before.
1: That's who I am. I would say, you know, founder Uh, of the Jesus mission. I got
0: it. Pick three words to describe who you were before. Like you gave everything, every area of your life to God, including your son. Yes. Three words.
1: Who were you back then? I would say a man of passion. Because I've had passion through everything, even when I played baseball, obsessive, you know, whatever I've done, it's been obsessive. Yeah. Get that sword, as you know.
0: Yeah, it is, man. There's, There's our passion without God, which gets us sometimes far in the world, right? But then there's our passion that's ignited like jet fuel by God. Absolutely. That takes us into his, his great plan for our lives. So it sounds like you're in it. That's awesome. And last question, Matt, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye, look your son Caleb in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about everything. What would you leave them with?
1: First of all, it's a deep question. But I would I would crawl on my hands and knees on broken glass if I knew that Caleb Maddox for the rest of his life would put God first and take care of the poor and fatherless because I know that I know that if you do that, it really does all work in your favor. You know, there's a certain blessing that comes to people that put God first and take care of the poor and the fatherless and widows that I know.
0: All right, BC nation Matt just gave you the secret recipe. It's really a public biblical promise in case you were wondering any final wisdom. What's the one thing you want my listener to know about being the greatest single dad in the world or married dad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just love, love, man, love life. Love, real. Life. Okay. You ready for this? um, treat your family better than you treat your best customers. You know, a lot of times our family gets our leftovers when really they deserve our best. And I see, you know, I'm assuming you got a lot of business people following you. So I would tell you like the way you obsess about your business, you should obsess about your family. And I would tell you like, man, life is fast it's short like don't get caught up in the trap of all the fear and the noise uh, be a family that's independent that's resourceful that's creative start your own business do it as a family it's fun you know teach your kids business principles and 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 money principles and you know continue to follow my Joseph you're awesome dude I'm very impressed with you and the quality of your questions man so to all your listeners, You know, and anybody that you lead and the things you're doing, I've looked at some of your stuff, man. You have the spirit of excellence. I can't wait. I've got a new friend here and you're in Tampa Bay, dude. Um, So yeah, I would tell every parent out there is like, you know, my final piece of wisdom would be this is like, stay out of your head. There can be a lot of pressure on parents. Stay out of your head and stay in your soul. You know, be more of a soul and love life, man. Let your kids feel your love for life. That's what I tell everybody now. I'm like, dude, you guys are all losing your love for life and all this that's going on. Afraid of death, losing your love for life. Make peace with death so you can start living.
0: That's it. We're all focused on dying rather than living right now. For sure. All right. We're speaking with Matt Maddox. Matt, where can BC Nation find out more about you, get in touch with you, buy your books, connect with you and Caleb, your ministry, the homeless? What do you got for them? Where are yeah, they Yeah,
1: I would tell BC Nation is first of all, follow. go to my Instagram and just watch my stories because I drop a lot of downloads there because I know my son watches every one of my stories and as busy as he is he watches every one of my stories so
0: because if he doesn't there shall be consequences
1: There shall be consequences and then um i would you know maddoxpublishing.com for anybody out there that wants to learn how to write a book and not only write a book but you know we're all about money and mission so you can make a lot of money with your story and impact the world it's impact and income Caleb says, learn, earn, return. So yeah, just social media, mathematics Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I always put out content for people. And then, um, you know, if any of you want to go on a missions trip and experience a radical missions trip in America, just follow the Jesus mission because we're getting ready to release the dates. We're doing one missions trip a month in inner cities of America. We're going to homeless teen shelters. We're going to inner cities and homeless and fatherless and, uh, just a whole weekend of serving and giving and doing what Jesus was all about, man. It's the real experience. You know, there's going to church, there's learning about God. And then there's like actually experience, experiencing it tangibly. And that's what we need now more than ever before. So that would be the best places to connect. And I'm grateful again, for you having me, I'm grateful. Caleb got to pop in here and I'm grateful that, uh, You're doing what you're doing, man. I really appreciate it. To all you that listen, thank you. Looking forward to connecting with all you guys.
0: All right, Matt. Thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy. (laughs) Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you wanna crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines?